Kiss me, fat boy. 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 Warning: The following podcast contains explicit and adult themes and language. So please only listen to this if you are not offended by such things or, and especially only an adult, listen to this, okay? Also, there's things that may be triggering in these podcasts, so please uh, proceed with caution. Um, Also, we're not affiliated with Mr. Stephen King on any way or any level. This is a book club. We don't know him, and we don't know anything about anybody that has to do with his release of his works. We're just uh, independent from all that. Also, um, there's a bunch of spoilers in this, so please uh, proceed with caution. Just check out the book or the movie that we're talking about prior to uh, listening to this podcast because you've been warned. And also, the opinions expressed in this podcast are those of those who say them alone and not anyone else affiliated with this platform or any sponsors or anything like that okay all right guys um today is the first episode of season three and if i had any awesome abilities i could do claps or whatever but i don't so that's my little clap you guys (laughs) i've been working really hard um the last three weeks i've been going into trial after trial and I guess you would know by now, but just in case you're new here, I am a defense, criminal defense attorney, but I also handle domestic relations, um, things like divorces, custody, and I do juvenile stuff like people, um, it's under seal, but it's, you know, stuff like that. And then there's like child support. Um, basically, I do that. Those are the two things I do. And I also do appeals if it's to do with that area of the law. I do simple probate. And this is not a commercial for me. I'm just trying to explain some of the things I do. So, anyway, um, so there's two types of trials. There's like a bench trial, which the judge is sits on the bench and listens to the evidence and makes a ruling. And then there's the jury trial, which people come in and they, you know, pick a jury of their peers. It's like a long process. It's very intense. It's what more people are used to. And the jury decides, in my jurisdiction, the jury decides guilt or innocence. And that's it. They do not decide the sentence or anything like that once the judge receives their verdict they are released and then he he or she will set a um, sentencing hearing to be done because there's always an investigation to be done on the background this is where people can come in with their moms and dads and letters of recommendation from the community i think um, recently we saw where danny masterson had some issues in i think it was california um, which is not my jurisdiction, but California on the news, they were saying that um, his ex-co-stars from the 70s show, um, Ashton Kutcher and uh, Mila Kunis, had written him letters of recommendation um, for that process, the sentencing process, and it didn't do well because once he was convicted of those things, and they wrote those letters probably not knowing that the person, you just don't ever know. I'll tell you one thing I've learned, you never know with people. So anyway, yeah, those things come, that's where that kind of stuff comes in. So, but um, today we're going to discuss Holly, okay? And we're going to go through that. 
Okay, so just to get to it, um, Holly came out September 5th, 2023, and it's the latest, and I don't think it's going to be the last book of Stephen King, but I don't know how many more he's got in him. Um, obviously, he has probably tons of work that he's unfinished or unpublished that could um, do a little fine-tuning to go, but I'm just saying, I'm not sure, you know. Now, Holly is Gibney is the character that was uh, created through the Mr. Mercedes trilogy, um, which is the, it's the Bill Hodges trilogy, but it's Mr. Mercedes, then Finders Keepers, and then End of Watch. And then that's, End of Watch is the end of Bill's life, and then she comes back in The Outsider, and she also has a novella from 2020 called If It Bleeds, and that was a pretty good, um, that was a pretty good little novella. But anyway, so Holly uh, comes back, and they describe this as possibly her last case for some reason. I'm not really sure why that's described that. Um, so she goes through, the one thing I think is very interesting, within the first few seconds of, of the novel, because I listened to uh, Stephen King's works, I don't listen to all works on audiobook, but for Stephen King I have to. There's a couple authors I have to read, and there's a couple of authors that I can absolutely not use audiobooks that way. I have to read them, you know, Kindle or paper book, whatever. So it's not that I'm just one way or the other. I actually have different um, things. So this uh, this book was um, it was a little bit of a strange. Uh, I don't think it was necessarily preachy about COVID and the, the pandemic. Um, I think it was just something that was happening, and I guess it's a good way to capture that because it did happen. People did ask. Um, you know, when I was at work, I, we were told certain things that were said in this book. Um, you know, just that's just the way life was during that time. And uh, this takes place um, in 2021. Uh, 2020 is, you know, in her back, her rearview mirror, basically. So in the beginning, this um, starts with Holly has, she has lost her mother to COVID. And that's all said and done. And I believe uh, she finds out her um, uncle, who was still suffering from dementia and is in a nursing home or some kind of facility that uh, treats memory care, um, he was he's still alive and kicking, but he's, you know, suffering. And her... Um, Basically, she finds out that her mother had squirreled away a bunch of money and tricked her into taking, giving investments and saying she lost all the money. And she finds out that she's actually quite the millionaire uh, when her mother dies. That's how she finds out. And, of course, letting her know that also when her uncle dies, uh, she'll be getting whatever he's left because there's no survivors or I don't know. I'm not really sure what's exactly going on, except basically she finds out that her mother has lied to her, and she wasn't surprised about that, but her uncle going in on it really hurt her. But I think it's a way for her to completely shut the door on her mother 100%. She cut her off 
slowly but surely starting in the book Mr. Mercedes and slowly but surely she's gotten this far in her uh, progression but she's like 55 I think she's definitely in her 50s um so sorry I did do a little bit of a tangent but what I was trying to say earlier is the first few seconds of the book I realized that it was the actress who played Holly uh Gibney in the Mr. Mercedes uh three season a show on I believe it was I don't know if it was on Hulu or Peacock I think it might have been Peacock but anyway I recognized her voice right away and of course that lady is a lot younger than 55 um I don't remember her name but I recognized her voice and she did a really great job um but I just recognized her voice and I was like oh I know that's her and I looked it up and it was uh anyway it's a little preachy I've heard people say about political stuff and tying certain things to certain personalities but again it's not the preachiest thing he's ever written i think elevation was a little out of control to be completely honest but um there is uh the the plot is uh holly and jerome and jerome's sister uh oh my gosh barbara um she barbara's i guess graduating from high school or starting college or something uh jerome has a um, taken some time off of college. Uh, I think he's I think he's a Harvard man or is he a Princeton man? I can't remember. He had all the choices. He's an he's an excellent mind. So Jerome is taking a sabbatical to write a book that he started as a thesis at his Ivy League school about the history of a gangsters in his family. I think some kind of um, black run mafia from the early 1900s um, through the prohibition when all the gangster activity in America started and he traced it back and found out that there was quite a powerful family connection and the family itself was powerful so they were like good at what they did good at being gangsters so he ended up getting um, getting pub getting a publishing contract on it and so he was doing great, but he was super focused on it, and he didn't really want to talk about it too much. And, um, his, you know, the parents are still around and about and still got the dog. And uh, and then Barbara, who went through something very traumatic in If It Bleeds, was still uh, reeling from that. And I know that I'm doing these out of order, but I really wanted to do Holly as the season opener and um it's a standalone book as well um you can handle it because she they talk he explains enough of the context where you can go back and not feel like you uh missed out on too much so anyway her traumatic experience from if it bleeds caused her to write poems and she ends up doing a fellowship with this very I think the lady's name is Olivia, and she's very well established, and she's like almost 100 years old or over 100 years old, something crazy, sharp as, you know, as a tack, still got it going on, and Barbara ends up doing um, a mentorship with her, and Barbara wins a, a finalist position, I think. I don't know if the end she actually wins it or not, or she, I think she does win it at the very end, and then, of course, um, that's when the the poet that she's really close to passes away and everything's, you know, her caretaker and her Barbara and 
the poet have all become like three uh, close friends. So it's a very interesting and beautiful story about Barbara's development. And um, anyway, so the Holly thing, she starts out, uh, Pete is was working with her, but he is sick with COVID. He is, um, I think he's in the hospital. He might be um, recuperating at home after a while. So he's just out of the picture. So Holly has to do this on her own. She doesn't want to use Barbara because of what happened. Um, Jerome's got his own thing going on. She asked for a little help here and there. But she picks up this um, case from this girl. The girl, I believe her name was Bonnie. And Bonnie went missing. And her mother picks up her services. And she gets on the case. And she starts... Just it's almost like Kisnick. Is that what it's called? Kisnick? Whatever. Where something is just like meant to be. So she doesn't have all these people helping her like she usually does. But somehow she figures out by accident that all these people that have come become missing are connected and they're not it was very well planned to be random. And so the this old couple, this professor, uh, who was, I think he's retired at this point. Yeah, he was like some kind of weirdo from the science department of this college that um, is in the town that they're at. I don't even know all the details. Sorry, I don't remember all the names. But um, And then the female wife is also a professor. So it's husband and wife, and they're older. They're in their 80s, I believe. Um, or late 70s, and they, uh, she's still in the English department, and she's basically a see you next Tuesday as a personality anyway, but her husband has this weird thing about meat, and he just kept pushing and pushing, and she influences him and trick, she doesn't necessarily trick him into it, but she pushes him and pushes him into this idea that they can eat, consume human flesh and that will keep them unnaturally um, young so she's got really bad sciatica to the point where sometimes she has to be in a wheelchair um, and I think she has arthritis as well and he has uh, dementia coming on dementia symptoms and he is um, but they like take everything from the human body they have found a way to do everything like the brains to keep the like the brains they eat the brains they they um use the fat it's very disgusting um i'm cannibalism is my one thing i just cannot stand it's one reason why i'm really never been able to get into zombie um movies and zombie books and stuff because the idea of eating flesh is just bleh. Even if it is a zombie, I don't want to hear your excuses. Um, anyway, so... I don't know. It's just, a, it's just a bunch of old cannibals, and they feel magically healed. But then the idea is, was it really healing them? Was it, Or was it slowing things down? Kind of like you get some really good medicine. Especially like things for dementia, it can slow it down considerably, but the inevitable is inevitable. Or was it actually working? You know? Or was it, or was it, um, you know, mind over matter, like a sugar pill? 
The book seems to draw the conclusion through the characters of Holly and other people, the cops aftermath, um, when they get busted and everything's, you know, happens. And I'll go back to the plot a little bit more in a second. Basically that um, it was a mind over matter. They just made themselves. But I kind of almost wonder if it really did help them. But they ran out of their their medicine. And it's kind of like any addiction or any kind of medicine that, you know, when you first start taking the, the medicine, whether it can be a, like a Tylenol or an allergy pill or something stronger, um, you, one pill is enough. Then after a few whatever months or years, two pills, and then on and on and on. So it could have been that they needed more and more, or it could have been that... Uh, you know, they had all kinds of ideas like, oh, was this was this uh, person not the right specimen? Um, you know, things that it's just it was just interesting. But as far as I know, I think that they would shoot them and take them into a or do some some way to kill them and then take them into a hidden surgical place. Where they, you know, took you know took them apart, like, and got them ready for the different things. Um, there's an idea that's kind of dropped that did they do this while they're alive? I don't think so. I mean, we'll, of course, they'll never know because there's not really a lot of things remaining other than bits and pieces they found in a wood chipper in a bag in the in the basement that they fed after they were done with the parts they couldn't use. So anyway. Holly gets on. Um, she comes up and messes around. Now, this thing is the uh, the wife, the female, the one that really pushed it all. It started with her being jealous of a professor that she did not approve of because she was, I guess, homophobic. And she was also just a hateful person and didn't want anything to do. I don't know if she thought she was better than him alone or if she was just always going to hate everybody and she's a hateful person you know um she had helped barbara even with the poem and corrected it in a way that she thought was better and then the olivia chick i hope these names are right sorry guys um she went back and uh, said no keep it the way you had it this lady doesn't know anything about poetry so yeah so um barbara barely escapes becoming the victim um, Holly ends up on the other hand, <laughs> Holly ends up in the middle of it all. So she goes in and, um, I don't know exactly if she knew all, like, I don't, the moment she knew, I don't remember. I just know that she all of a sudden got herself in a jam. She was in, um, you know, talking to them. She went to the house and, she kept talking to them over and over, and she went to the house, and she went inside at least once. There was an incident where she, they gave her bad tea, and they they had a, tapes throughout the house because they're weirdos. I guess they're, you know, enjoying what they do. And then, um, you know, they're taking, like, one... I think they were taking one person a year, and then it became two, and then it became, you know, more and more. Um, there was a vegan that refused to eat because they had decided that the person has to eat, like, a raw cow's liver to make them effective um and they're calling it the sacrament it was just stupid it was like a lot of different messages mixed in for at the end of the day the lady just wanted to cannibalize people 
as a way to trick her husband into killing more people. I don't know. It turned out it worked for them, so who knows if it was, like I said, who knows if it why it worked. But anyway, um, Holly ends up coming back again, and she ends up, um, they hit her in the head or something, I don't know. She ends up in the basement. She wakes up later in, the, in a cage in the basement, and she ends up goading the uh, husband, who is dementia, is getting more and more obvious and more and more confused. He's more and more confused. So she was able to get him uh, close enough, and she killed him. And then the wife comes down, and she's just completely hysterical. And she's easily, um, you know, taken down as well. Um, Holly wanted so hard to uh, get her way out, and she started to realize, you know, I'm going to die down here because no one's going to ever find me. And finally, they figured out where she was. They came and got her in the basement, and, you know, everything was revealed. Um, the reason why they knew that she was even... Like I said, this old lady, Professor Chick, was really smart, and she was really good on computers. So she was someone you did not underestimate mentally. Physically, she couldn't do a lot, but she was in a lot of pain, and that's why Holly was able to best both of them because they were deep in their infirmities. But um, anyway, so she, um, Bonnie's mom had gone online and was like just, talking about everything that was going on with her trying to find her daughter and whatnot and blasting Holly. I think she was putting her down because she wanted her money back or something like crazy like that. But so that compromised the investigation. They got her name out there and everything. So, and of course, uh, the professor lady was pretty good at computers. She's very savvy and she's almost, almost hack hackery in her ways. Um, and Jerome was deep in his book, hiding it from his family, so he didn't want to ruin it. And then Barbara was deep in her poetry fellowship in the making. It wasn't really fellowship, but she was, you know, deep in that apprenticeship and then, or mentorship, and then preparing for that um, contest. So she didn't want to jinx it, too. So they were both kind of, like, deep in their own thing. So Holly just kind of fell through the cracks and did the investigation on her own. And um, there was a lot of her investigation going through it, and it was really a, it was just sad. It reminds me of my work as an attorney, having to deal with people who lose their family members, who through different ways, um, you know, sometimes their family members are still alive, but they have dementia and they have to place them in some kind of memory care, or they actually physically lost their family member through death, or maybe even murder or anything like that, or they lose their family member through the system. They go, the family member goes to prison, or the family member is removed from their home because of, you know, different things. I mean, it's just a sad world, you know. Like, you know, kids get taken away from bad parents, and it doesn't make it any less traumatic for the child. Even if they were being abused, sometimes people don't understand that they still were mourning the loss of their uh, their parents and their situation. So, I don't know. It was a it was an appropriately dark book for the times. 
Um, it's a lot of dealing with age and uh, how to deal with, you know, facing your own mortality. And um, it was an okay book. I, obviously, it's good to hear um, Holly's story. I enjoy it, but I still do not like listening to her story um, when it's kind of like so many mixed signals. I, I mean, he's never committed to her diagnosis other than she's OCD. He said things in the past like Asperger's like manner or tick or something like that about her describing her in one of his books. Not sure if it was this one or if it bleeds. But um, anyway, yeah, Holly's story is going pretty, pretty good. She's she's done a major turnaround. I don't I don't know if she'll make any more appearances. It may, like I said, a lot of the publicity made it seem like this is her last case, which you know, fifty five is not that old. So I mean, if these seventy eighty year olds can be kicking in this book, these books, and there's somebody who's like close to a hundred, then I guess obviously <laughs> that, um, you know, she can keep working. Um, but there is a theme that people don't realize in this book is called passing of the guard. Um, you know, the elder poet had basically gave her torch to, uh, Barbara. Um, you know, this, you know, Holly is received her fortune from her, her mother, you know, she's getting her freedom, so she's got, you know, it's like this changing of the guard. The cops can't help her anymore. Her, um, she's actually out, and she's the boss. So, you know, she's basically changing the guard from Pete and from Bill. Even though Bill's gone, she still thinks of him, what would Bill do type things. And, yeah, so that's the thing besides aging is this changing of the guard. So I wonder if there's a part of Stephen King that says, I'm changing the guard, you know, my sons um, are writers, and I'm, you know, letting them pick up the torch. Uh, his daughter also writes, but I don't think she writes fiction. So, yeah, um, there you go. So that's Holly. If I mess it up, sorry. Um, I don't want to, like, bog down with too many details. It's just... A theme book more than it is a detailed book in my opinion um, I would recommend you read this if you want to know what happens with her and I will go back and release uh, the the Bill Hodges trilogy and uh, if it bleeds in the outsider I've actually read all of these I just wanted to cover Holly first because it was an anticipated new release this year which is the first release I think he's had in a while so all right, guys, thanks. Have a great day, and uh, please let us know. Kiss me, fat boy at podcast at gmail.com. Um, we're also on TikTok and on Twitter, which is now X, kiss me, fat boy podcast SK, or just kiss me, fat boy. Just look it up and look at the, for our logo um, the white, black and white photo with the red, right, red writing. <laughs> You guys have a great day. Bye.